You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, my friend. If you love listening to this podcast and you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be the most awesome person ever. I mean, you already are, but anyways, moving on. Without further ado, a question Lindsay and I get asked legit so many freaking times is, How did we know to go into business with each other? Now, this episode, we're dedicating to tackling that beast of a topic, business partners, and specifically starting a business with a close friend or a partner. Honestly, when we first started our little photography workshop, we had no clue what we were doing and the places that this company would go and grow to. It was honestly such a divine working of the Lord that put us together. However, we still originally started the Heart Workshop, which led to now becoming the Heart University, very naively. We made a lot of mistakes along the way, but we also did a lot of things right. And so today we're chatting about it all. Our top five recommendations to consider when going into business with a friend or a partner. We're covering things we believe are absolute musts, things that we didn't do at first, but learned along the way, a lot of things the hard way, and the things we did right from the very beginning. Running a company with a partner by your side is one of the best things in the world, but it does take a lot of freaking work and you have to do things the right way in order to ensure that it lasts. So let's discuss. Three, two, one, go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, diving on in. Business partnerships, ooh, friendships and business <laughs> partnerships. Great. It'll be great. Uh, it's going to be good. I feel, like, good. I feel like we have a lot to say on this. And it's really fun to be able to share what we've learned to anyone else who's also considering, you know, going into business with a friend or just anyone in general and how to find yeah. the right person, like any of it. But well, I also feel like tea will be dropped as far as like all the questions that people ask us of like, do you ever get tired of one another or like whatever the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have a lot Anyways. to say. <laughs> so this episode in general is just going to be what we've learned over the years, figured out ourselves, almost messed up, messed up on or did good from the beginning, like Evie said in the intro. And yeah. I would just say, Going into business with a partner, with a friend, or with a spouse, or whoever is no joke, and it's it's so much more involved than people think, yeah, and, or, or most people assume when they're haphazardly doing it because it's fun, which is literally what we did because we were literally were like, let's start a photography workshop together. That'd be so yeah. much fun. <laughs> like just like having no idea what God would turn it into. Yeah. So when we are like not mocking, but like like almost like playing fun at like oh, business partnerships are usually started haphazardly. It's because that's 100% what happened with us. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize what a business can turn into. It happens all the time. Like think when you started a hobby business and or 
whatever. And it turned into an actual like career or whatever. It happens all the time. But I think with business partnerships, it can get really messy because there are two people involved and it can get dicey if you don't do it the right way or fix your mistakes as you're going along. So we're going to cover all of it. Yeah, dive into because if you're starting, like when you're in business and you're the only CEO, like it's just you, that's it. Like it's it's a lot easier because you get to make all the decisions. The book stops with you. (laughs) Like, but then when you're having two people that are different human beings, even if they're very similar like us, it's still like a whole other world and minefield to navigate. So let's dive in. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about the five things, the five recommendations that we have for you to consider when going into business with somebody else. So the first and foremost, I think this is probably one of the most important. I mean, honestly, they all are, but this one is just, oh, this can destroy you from day one if you don't have it, right? Um, So this one is consider the core values. So this is everything from your worldview to your character values to your faith or your religion, if that's applicable to, you know, everything, because this is one of the foundational pieces. This is what's going to determine your, your approach to sales, to marketing, to your decision-making in the business, to your hires, to everything comes down to your core values. You know, whether or not you are going for a forthright, honest approach to sales, or you prefer to utilize like a little bit more psychological manipulation or whatever, you know, your personal values when it comes to taking time off or anything. I mean, everything almost comes down to core values. And this is where there can be a ton of friction within partnerships. Yeah. So I, and this is the thing that you probably don't think about in the moment or in the beginning when you are maybe deciding like, oh, I want to do that thing with this person. That'd be fun, which is Mm -hmm. totally what we did. And the only way it worked is the freaking Holy Spirit because (laughs) the grace of God, (laughs) the grace of the Lord was upon us and really truly made the heart happen because Mm -hmm. like, even though we were like a, a, we were just like friends that were like, let's start a workshop together. It'd be so fun to do. Woo. It's like <laughs> we genuinely are so foundationally aligned. We have the exact same worldview. We have the exact same faith and not even faith, but like, like we view, because even in Christianity, like there's so many different like viewpoints and like yeah perspectives of it. Yeah, and like, or values within it. Values within it. It is just like we are so aligned on our foundational character and core like worldview of how Mm -hmm. we view the world, our mission in life. And like, not that our mission separately is exactly the same, but it's like aligned as far as like where we want to take our lives, what we want our lives to look like it, like overarchingly, like what legacy we want to leave on the world, like that type of thing. And if you it, and I don't want to say like you can't do business with somebody that doesn't believe the exact same way that you do or or whatever. It will just be a lot harder and a lot yeah. more difficult because again, even mundane decisions at the end of the day sometimes get get wheedled down into like, well, wait, why would you want it to do this way? Oh, well, it's because of this. And if you yeah. actually keep digging and there's like a foundational difference, it's like, oh, sometimes that's hard to reconcile. Yeah. I just want to throw in here on this one, you know, at the end of the day, like do Lindsay and I have disagreements? I mean, yeah, of course we don't see eye to eye on absolutely everything. That doesn't mean we have fights, but I would say we, we absolutely have 
moments where she thinks we should do something a certain way. I think I should, right. we should do something a, a different way. But what is so freaking powerful in our partnership is that both of us are able to st- take a step back and go, okay, what is... Lindsay's ultimate goal here? What is Evie's ultimate goal here? Like why, you know, why are they thinking this way? And it's so amazing to be able, like when I don't agree with what Lindsay's thinking or she, you know, wants to take a step or or make a decision or whatever. It's so nice for me to step back and be like, oh, she values honesty. She values like integrity. She values like honoring the Lord. And so even though I may not agree with her on you know, that decision or, you know, her preference here, I know that our values still align. And so I'm never doubting like the the integrity of what she's doing, even though we may have questions on like, oh, I would personally do that a different way. But yes, I'm down for that because I know your heart is good. It's like you have the same destination, but you're taking different routes to get there sometimes. Yes. And it's, I guess that's, that's beautiful because it's so nice to be able, like when I'm like, why are you turning left? I want to go right. It's like, well, our goal is always the same destination. So even though I may have turned right, I'm going to hop on that bandwagon and we're going to go left because we're going to get the same place. Like that's what's really cool with knowing that your core values are aligned. And again, like Lindsay said, it's not impossible to do it without this. Another factor will be very important, like having a legal contract, which will we'll dive into. Like if if you know that your values are not identical, having a contract becomes even more important <laughs> to make sure yeah. you're both covered and both protected. It's doable. I think that's just something to keep in mind is just even being aware of the differences heading into stuff. Yeah. All right. Number two, which goes really well after uh, core values being like the same, um, is goals and expectations. Mm-hmm. Because this kind of it almost is an offset of where the the character and the core values come from. Cause it's like, those are going to influence what your goals and expectations for the business are. So if you're going into business with somebody and you have different visions or different pictures of where, or not even more expectations, which is what I just said, uh, expectations of where the business is going. If those are different, that's going to be hard. Like you need to be on the same page aligned. So like if one person, for example, wants to keep the business small. Like they they never want it to grow over like a million dollars. They just want to keep it pretty relatively small. And that's like content for them. But maybe the other one wants to expand it to a huge monster corporation. There might, there's, uh, there might, no, there will be friction because one of those people are, is going to win out in the end. Like both yeah. of those end goals cannot happen. Like one or the other will happen. And if like, say the one that is wanting to keep it small is is continuing to happen the one that wants to grow it bigger will always feel like held back, held back or disjected. That's not even a word. Um, (laughs) Dejected maybe is what I was trying to say. And so having those like expectations and those goals of where you're trying to take the business aligned is really, really key. Yeah. I think, you know, you don't always have to have the same brain and think the exact same thing, but expectations do need to be set and established and your goals need to be aligned with the company specifically. Because I think that's the other thing to realize is like like we said in the last point, you know, Lindsay may want to turn left and I may want to turn right, but our end destination is the same. Like, yes, that comes down to core values and knowing I can trust her to drive the car well to our end destination, but also knowing, okay, our end destination is is the same. same. Like I know even if she wants to turn left and I really did not want to turn left, we're going to get there. Like she, we've, you know, we're working it out. So having those goals and expectations and having the same vision for where you're heading and and how you're going to get there is so important. And I think even within this, 
you know, knowing those goals and expectations of what your roles are within the companies. And, you know, somebody may just want to be a silent partner and help fund it and make, you know, big decisions or something, but they don't want to do the day-to-day operations. Have those expectations been set? Or the other person may be like, yes, I want to be full in on this company for the first like two or so years, but then my husband and I want to start having kids. And I, once I start having babies, I don't want to be working full-time for this company. Have those expectations been set? Like it comes down to so many things of just making sure you've communicated your goal for the company as a whole and your vision for yourself within the company with this other person. Like that will help eliminate and avoid so many conflicts, so much friction, so much misunderstanding. So keeping that in mind when heading into business with someone is vital. Mm. And speaking of just like being on the same page and having strategy and all of that, that leads us great into number three, which is have (laughs) a legal contract and a partnership agreement set up from the very beginning, which from uh, experience is not what we did. We did not do it at the very beginning. But again, like I said, we started haphazardly being like, let's do a workshop. That sounds fun. Which I think a lot of actually photographers are are doing this now of like starting like a duo female-led type of workshop model, which is great. However, if they do want to continue it on like we did with like making it a bigger company, that's something that we learned pretty frequently after I think we dropped our first course and made it like, or had the vision even to like expand it beyond photography education and even just photography workshops was, oh, we need to like get our crap together legally. Yeah, yeah. So learn from our mistakes. It wasn't detrimental to us though, obviously. Nothing... Because we were on the same page. Yes, I was gonna say like, (laughs) that could have been a problem. Yeah. Um, No, but nothing like... Again, that comes down to core values of like, we didn't, first of all, we didn't think big enough to be like, oh, we need a partnership agreement for this one photography workshop we're going to do. But it also came down to like, I knew I could trust Lindsay, like even if we had differing of opinions, even if we had a fallout for whatever reason, and we weren't on the same page and we weren't going to continue, I knew that I could trust her character to be okay, um, to like take care of me, to, you know, whatever. So that, that's, that was something in the back of our head. But I would never recommend anyone go into business with anyone, especially having talked to like a lawyer when we were drafting ours. It is so important to have those legal documents and have that that contract in place. Even because, if you're best friends. Yes. Well, the reality is, I want to say a couple things. One, <laughs> the reality is most business partnerships end up falling apart. That's just, that's just reality. Same. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at some of the biggest companies in the world and they were co-founders or whatever. And one of the founders ended up leaving and, and all this stuff, it happens. It's just how it is. Um, you know, it, well, cause it's, it's a just, marriage, which we could get into like later. Oh, but. we could talk about that, but yeah, it, that's, that's true. Um, so just recognizing that, but even if, even if your business partnership stays together, you guys are on the same page, you guys are always operating as a team, you know, having that legal contract in place for eventual things that that might come up. Like if one of us dies, what happens to our share of the company? What yeah. happens to the rest of the company? Who, you know, who's going to take our 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 position, our shares, whatever? We have that in our contract. If we decide to mutually end the company, like both of us are like, yep, we're going to dissolve the heart. We're going to leave it. How do we do that? What's the steps that we take? Um, you know, decision-making even. Like Lindsay and I have never had a major disagreement on a decision. We're typically always on the same page. But if we do come down to a major decision, like, you know, where to base the company if 
we decide to like change a location or it ever becomes physical or anything like that, like the, knowing who is the final tiebreaker vote, like who gets to make that final call, it needs to be in a contract. Who hires the employees needs to be in a contract. If we do have a disagreement and one of us wants to leave the company, who who gets to buy the other person out? What does that look like? Do they just forfeit? Do they have to be bought out? Like all of that needs to be in a contract. I know it sounds overwhelming. A lawyer will help you get all of it in place. It's really not that intimidating. It just needs, it requires open conversations, which I think is so helpful when starting a, a, a partnership because you're able to communicate through a lot of these things and realize, oh yeah, we are on the same page or, oh shoot, we're not. We have to discuss this now, which is so, so which- key. It's helpful to discuss it now before, like, you don't want to be discussing things like this after a relationship or a partnership has, like, dissolved or... Yeah, fallen apart. Fallen apart or, or, like, crap has hit hit the fan. Like, this is... And it sounds like, oh, what happens when one of us dies? Like, that's intense. But, like, what... Genuinely, what if I got hit by a bus tomorrow? What does Evie do with the heart? What happens to... Does, like, my shares fall to Andrew? Like, there's just so many different questions and things yeah. like within business partnerships that you need to know. And it's really important. We're talk, we'll talk about the marriage thing in a second. There's a point later with that. But <laughs> it, it literally is. It takes work just like a marriage would. And it it you need to have a good partnership in place because... Or, well, yeah, I, I said a partnership. A good contract in place for... It's just wise business to yeah. set up structures as if things will not work out. And then when they do, and when you work to make them work out, you'll be blessed. Yeah. I also want to say, I trust Lindsay with my life. However, not everyone is the goddess that Lindsay is. I'm a goddess. (laughs) And I just want to say, there are people out there who will try to screw you over. Screw you over, yep. Yep. So it's not just like, oh, we get in a fight and, you know, we dissolve. It's like, oh, what if this person is embezzling funds? What happens? What's their yeah. retribution in, in the contract? So, Which goes back to point number one, consider their core values and their worldview and make sure you're on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> amen. All right, number four <laughs> is going to be know your strengths and weaknesses and figure out if you balance each other well. Basically, can you work together well? Mm. This is something that we did not do or think nope. about at all nope. at the beginning. And again, again the only Holy reason it's, oh, yep, it's the Holy Spirit <laughs> is the way that it worked out. But we will say, uh, we read a book. Oh, I just have a little rant. This is, a, this is where the juice comes in. This is good. <laughs> so uh, before our executive retreat this year, back in April, we both read a book called Rocket Fuel. Um, well, that's up. We both read the book Traction, which is well, stellar. I was, I was okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we read the book named Traction. It's by the same author, but he read or he wrote Traction as like a foundational, like step by step plan and blueprint uh, for a company as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then Rocket Fuel is specifically for like the CEO leadership people in the company. It's it's for the visionary and the integrator, which I'm gonna get into, but. Uh, Basically, the entire book of Rocket Fuel breaks down those two roles and says that like every successful major company should have two people at the helm of the company, which is a visionary and an integrator. And just briefly, briefly touching on what those are, the visionary is typically the CEO. It's typically the one that's like the quote unquote entrepreneur that's like, vision casting, the speaker, the face of the company, the the vision caster. I think I already said that. But it's like, (laughs) 
it the dreamer. Person, they come the, up with yes. the ideas. They're very like, Hence, like, yeah. Visionary. Yes. The integrator is usually the one that's like the yin to their yang. Like it's the like COO. the one that's like the COO, the one that handles operations, the nitty gritty, that handles like all of the, the inner workings, like handles the meetings, like handles mm-hmm. the stuff that the visionary is like, I don't want to think about that. I just want to fly and dream and, and dream big or whatever. Yeah. So that's why that book was like, they work so well together and they truly do do create traction within your company when they're working hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, this, oh, here, let's just finish this point and then I'll go on my rant <laughs> story. But basically when you're starting a partnership, it is really helpful to kind of understand, do one of you fall in line with one of those and the other one, the other one? Because th- that pairing is a really powerful uh, tool to really ignite like uh, flames in a company. Yeah. Good, good flames. Um, yeah. And like dividing up those responsibilities because that's actually something that we did not do. When we started The Heart, both Evie and I, because we were both like the CEOs, like we were both approving absolutely everything. So a really great example is like when we first made our website for The Heart, we would work with a designer and the designer would send us both the website and we would both have to approve it. And -hmm. like for a while, that's how we treated absolutely everything in our business. Like both of us were like Instagram. Yeah, everything. Right. And it's like that cannot... A business cannot grow with two people approving absolutely everything. Like you have to delegate roles and have people take ownership over. I mean, that's literally how you outsource it. It's a waste of time. Life, yeah, exactly. But so that's what we learned eventually. We didn't do it at the beginning, but we did eventually. Like even going back to our workshops, I would have like delegated certain tasks to you and certain tasks to me. But when we were doing workshops, we literally were like doing everything together. All right, entrepreneurs, let's face it. You're in a pickle. You're not attracting your ideal clients because your brand visuals are just meh at best. And you're not showing up as the professional ready to make their life 500 times better. Do you honestly feel like your website just sucks? Like your branding feels like you created it in Microsoft's Paint? Anyone else remember Microsoft's Paint? Is that just me? (laughs) Okay. And your, your client experience just overall feels like it's seriously lacking. And you just need a change right now. But let's be honest, you're not ready to drop 8K on a custom web and brand design. Well, don't worry, that's where we come in. Introducing the solution to all of your website struggles, the Heart Shop website templates. Now we spent hours designing these customizable, professional and conversion intense website templates with our incredible designer, Sarah Crook of Elizabeth Designs. They are so incredibly easy to use and customize with Show It's user-friendly interface. Yes, by the way, you can easily learn how to work with Show It even if you've never touched a website or any design platform before. And you can change literally anything you want. No more being limited to squares on your website. It's a drag and drop system that is freaking easy and looks incredible. Oh, oh, you want more information? Cool, I got you. The templates come already SEO optimized with copy prompts from Lindsay and I included. Yeah, you don't just get nonsensical filler text. You get bomb education and prompts from Lindsay and I to help you wow your potential clients and crush your website copy. And we designed a variety of these in different styles so you can find the closest match and then tweak it to make it fully your own. If you're ready to save thousands of dollars and hours upon hours upon hours of your time and get clients flooding through your website, you need to check these out. So grab yours at theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. 
Hey photographers, this one's for you. Real talk, have you ever felt like your photos just look stale? Like they lacked the oomph that you're looking for? Ever feel like you're not just like fully capturing the life and energy and story of your clients, but you just don't know how to fix it? Well, we've got some magic sauce for you, my friend. Meet your new best friend, The Posing Miner, our online course for photographers showing you how to capture those jaw-dropping, authentic photos of your clients that will leave them in tears because you capture them in the moment so perfectly. Yes, it is packed full with six course episodes, over 232 minutes of video content, and three bonus PDFs. Lindsay and I take you out into the field with us. Like, no, literally, we we go into some fields and we walk you through step-by-step how to pose families, couples, portraits or seniors, wedding parties, and a wedding couple. So if you are ready to say bye-bye to brain farts in the middle of your photo sessions, awkward silences and weird freaking prom poses, uncomfortable clients and subpar images, the posing minor is your new best friend. To see more and to join in on the magic, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash posing dash minor. One more time, theheartuniversity.com forward slash posing dash minor. Yeah, which... I mean, you you live and you learn and you grow and it's yeah. part of the process, but we've been learning so much in the last like year or two of dividing and conquering and delegating separate roles and finding a specific place within the company and knowing where we each fall and who's in charge of what and who has control over what and who, you know, manages what, um, which has given us just so much more traction, ironically, um, ah. in, in our company. But Lindsay has uh, her rant that I think everyone's dying to hear you finish. So go for it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So when I read the book Rocket Fuel, and this is why me and Evie are an interesting pair because we're perfect. We're a perfect pair. We're like the same person, but we're also very different. And Mm -hmm. so when I read the book Rocket Fuel, like if you're deciding, I think both of us in separate companies are 100% visionaries. Like like we're both the entrepreneur, we're the face, we like to be the the vision caster of the company. Like that's totally us. Yeah. However, when you put us together, something also that Rocket Fuel says is like, you cannot have multiple of one. Like there is only one visionary and there is only one integrator in your entire company. And so I'm like, okay, I'm listening, Gino. All right, cool. So I'm reading this book <laughs> and I'm reading it. And if you're deciding between both of us, more characteristics of the visionary fall to Evie than me. And I think that book even comes with a quiz that we took. And she was like, what did you, what was your percentages? I think I was like 80%, 70 or 80% visionary and like 20 or 30% integrator. And I got 60% visionary, 40% integrator. And also something else that dear Gino (laughs) says in this book is that you like, there's, it's very, 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 very rare to have a person who's both, like, genuinely both visionary and integrator. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, so I'm clearly one, but I'm clearly not the visionary comparatively to Evie. So then <laughs> as I'm reading, because visionary, like, Evie's so good at, like, the the big dreaming. And, like, she does not want to handle a, a lick of the, in like, nitty-gritty, like, no. give day her a day tiny approval. detail. No, I just, no, I can do it. I don't like it. That's right, the thing. exactly. Which is what the but, book talks about. It's like, can you... The question isn't, can you technically do the task? The question is, is that where you thrive? And I do yes. not thrive. I do not thrive in those little nitty-gritty And I'm, I'm like this little amoeba because I was like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I do focus a lot more on nitty-gritty details than you. Yeah. However, but then it's also describing the integrator as if it's like a personal assistant. Not really, but it's it's basically describing like- Well, it's like an operations the scenes, manager. 
Yes, it's like the behind the scenes man. The integrator never wants to be on the stage. The integrator never wants to be the face of a company. So I'm reading this and I'm like, where the hell do I fall? I should, because I'm reading this and it's literally describing, in my opinion, Evie and then our personal assistant and executive assistant, Rachel, because she is like 100% an integrator. integrator. What, so I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, great, Gino. I'm chopped liver. I'll just quit then. All right, bye. <laughs> like I was, I got so frustrated and, and I had Evie read the book and she was like, I think you're just genuinely one of those people that he says doesn't, yeah. like that he says rarely exists. Which he did both. not, which he did not focus on in the book because it was literally, I think he said literally 5% of the population is a good mix of both. Well, and- Gino, it would have been helpful. <laughs> And so obviously he's not going to spend a chunk of the book talking about 5% of the population that's like... Well, it would have been helpful for that 5%, Gino. (laughs) So that's Lindsay's issue with uh, the visionary integrator. I kept reading that book and I was like, when is he going to get to the part that describes me? Oh, And he didn't. (laughs) He didn't. It's fine. So if anybody... Anyways, I, I wrap this up in this point to say, know your strengths and weaknesses. Do they balance well? And then also like delegate roles and responsibilities within your company sooner rather than later. And we're an interesting example of that because I'm I'm technically sitting in the role of the integrator. And I think I'm just like a low-key lazy one that gives Rachel a lot of my integrator roles. (laughs) Um, But it works. It works for us because we are so aligned and on the same page. But traditionally, when you're starting a uh, business partnership, think about things like that. And even if you're starting like a solo business, you're probably almost always the visionary and will later need to hire on the role of an integrator. Yeah, typically. Or maybe you're an integrator and you need to hire on a visionary later. Like, but most But usually often, integrators aren't starting their own businesses. Yes, often. So, Which is why it pissed me off, that book. Man, okay. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're still learning and growing in all of these things too because Lindsay and I are really like diving in deep, I feel like deeper and deeper and deeper into our roles and the structures of our company and the processes of everything. But what's really nice is we're on the same page about everything. We have the same core values and uh, we're we're figuring out so much stuff as we continue to go, which is very fun to work together. So yes, knowing all of that is number four. And then number five, this one is a big one. Choose wisely who you partner with and prepare to work for it, period. I mean, putting effort and focus into maintaining your friendship and not just your business partnership is one thing that I think we've like almost messed up on, um, where yeah. it's very easy. Lindsay and I talk like daily, like we're, we're constantly in communication, but it's always it's about a, business. It's always about business. And so it and feels it's always like, like a Zoom call it's a Zoom call or it's Slack or even if it's text or email or something, it's like, hey, did you check this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, no, I didn't. Or, you know, even sometimes when we do connect on something a little bit more like friendship level, it's typically like, haha, look at, you know, this random comment on my post that, you know, this troll left or something, which is still almost like in the business world. It's like we relate because we're both in that business world, like, or something along those lines. So I think it's been interesting for us to realize, especially in the last like year, year and a half, oh, wow, we have forgotten to continue to nurture our relationship and not just the partnership because we do feel like we talk so much and yet we've lost sight of like our initial like best friendship that was what brought us together that like Mm -hmm. helped us click so well. So that's something we've been really focusing on is like, okay, 
set aside time for just friendship and just connecting together as friends and not just business partners. So good. Well, and then to the point of choosing wisely, something that you should low-key ask yourself, if you have any goals for the longevity of a business that you're wanting to go into with a partner, genuinely ask yourself, do you want your wagon hitched to that person for... (laughs) Ever. I mean, not forever, but like, do you want to be married to this person for the rest of your life in the business? Because that's exactly what it is. And so that's kind of like bringing back the marriage analogy. Yeah. Like Andrew literally jokes like, you're my work wife. Well, not yeah. even Andrew, everyone. I, I do. You do also. Yeah. Um, it's like work, we're it's, work wives. <laughs> it literally, a business partnership is so freaking close to a marriage that it's not even funny. Like you have to work on mess, if you mess up saying sorry, you have to work on conflict resolution and actually not harboring like resentment in your heart and not saying anything. Like if somebody hurts your feelings, you have to, this goes beyond business partnerships, but also in business partnerships. I'm just like, oh, these are really great, valuable things for life. But (laughs) like, if, if somebody hurts you, you need to say, Hey, like that hurt me when you did blank. And, and you need to work on taking that conflict resolution and, and solving it. daily if if, or like whenever it happens like you can't harbor stuff in your heart it you just have to learn to like trust the other person and if trust is ever disrupted because of any unrest underneath the surface that you're not addressing that's going to bubble over eventually and that's going to affect your business eventually yeah yeah you have to learn how to communicate with the other person how to trust the other person how to you know pursue growth in your friendship and your relationship. Like there's just so much that relates. I mean, I'm not married yet, but it relates very strongly to a relationship like like love, marriage. Um, there's just so much that goes into it. Like even Lindsay and I, uh, like a couple of years ago, ended up sitting down and having a conversation. We were debriefing, I think a workshop. And I don't remember if you remember this, but it was a hard conversation for me because I was learning how to communicate something to Lindsay that had frustrated or hurt me. Mm -hmm. And then in that conversation, she learned or she handled it so well because she was able to come at it humbly and be like, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that. And it was one of those communications where I sat there and I was like, man, that felt like, like a deep, like, conflict resolution, like brave communication, like deep heart to heart conversation where I was like, Hey, this really hurt me. And Lindsay was able to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. This was my heart. I didn't realize that. And then we discussed even in that conversation, a new MO for us moving forward where she was like, well, what if you have this code word? If I'm doing that thing that's hurting you or frustrating you, why don't you say this? And I'll work on like, you know, that area for me. And it was just an open conversation. Then we were like, well, was there anything that I did that frustrated? I mean, it was literally like a marriage conversation of like, hey, you hurt me. And then it was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and that's just business partnership. Like if you're doing it You have to be willing to have those conversations. Yeah. And we've learned The second you harbor stuff under and like had Evie not said that I hurt her in that way, sure, okay, we might've moved on in that moment. Like, and we might still be fine today, but like, you never know like what- there could be resentment in your heart if you don't yeah. air out your grievances or air out like frustrations. Yeah. And that's just like a relationship rule for life. Like if someone hurts you, tell them. Yeah. Don't just expect them to get over it when they don't even know or yeah. you to get over it when you don't actually like forgive them in your heart or yep. talk about it. Yep. Oh, there's so much we could dive into there. But the reality is your ego has to go out the window. You have, it can't be about you. It can't be about, you know, oh, me, 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 I'm always right. This is all about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's literally like a marriage and a relationship where you have to humble yourself. You have to be willing to listen 
to actually hear what the other person is saying and not just listen to rebut or listen to respond or listen to argue. Um, It's just, there's so much work that goes into a good business partnership and a healthy one and a deep and rich one. And I mean, Lindsay and I are still working. There's, it's a marriage in a way. It's like- We're not perfect. You're always going to be working through. There's always going to be something that comes up. There's always going to be another conversation. There's always going to be a new level, a new season, a new trial, whatever. But- you have to be prepared to actually do the work, which I think when we started, I had no idea, like obviously that we would be where we are, but that we would actually like, I was like, oh, we'll do one workshop together, maybe a couple, whatever, blah, blah. And now it's like, okay, we're like in this. And yeah. these conversations are like deep and rich and beautiful and powerful and hard and all of it. And it's, you know, I wish I could go back and be like, okay, prep yourself. This is going to be so fun and a lot of work. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's something to keep in mind is like, choosing your person wisely and then being ready to put in the hours and put in the time to make it work. So good. All right. So just reviewing, we gave you five different things that we've learned over the years that make for really, really great business partnerships. Number one, consider their core values, their worldview, their faith, their character, like all of that. Number two, goals and expectations. Make sure that you are going in that same direction, even if you're taking different turns. Number three, having a legal and a or a legal contract and a partnership agreement in place from the very beginning or as soon as you possibly can. Number four, knowing your strengths and weaknesses and do they balance well and then delegating different roles within the company. Read the book Rocket Fuel. Try not to get as infuriated, hopefully, as I was. Number five, choose wisely and prepare to work like crap for it because it is basically a marriage just for a business. You're baby that you're working on together is your business. So yes, choose wisely. So hopefully this episode gave you a bunch of the inside scoop tea information that you need to know to crush it. If you're thinking about going into business partnership and a a relationship with someone else in business, Um, we've learned a lot over the years and we wanted to just drop all of that information into your lap. So if you enjoyed this episode, screenshot it, share it on social, share it with your friend. Um, make sure to go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton. Oh yeah, do that. <laughs> and we are always in your corner. We're dropping two episodes a week for you. Free education, free value that we want to serve you with. So if you have any desire to be a part of choosing future topics or anything like that, hop on over to our Heart and Hustle Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. And I think my spiel is over. Lindsay, do you have anything to add? <laughs> uh, not really, just... Have a rockin' rest of your day. We love you guys. Go King Clark.